head over to StoneMeyerGames.com right now and get your very own copy of Viticulture. Jamie Stegmeyer let me know that bags and boards fans can enter the code TEXAS at checkout to receive $10 off their purchase of Viticulture. That's right. Go to StoneMeyerGames.com, enter the code TEXAS at checkout, and Bags and Boards fans can get $10 off Viticulture, their very own copy of Viticulture from Stonemeyer Games. Let's get on to Viticulture. So, Lariat, you've played Viticulture thrice. Yes, yes. Um, I've played Viticulture at least six or seven times. Four, four score and, and six times. <laughs> yeah, there ago. you go. So this is probably the most times I've ever played a game before we've reviewed it here on the show. Yeah. We typically like to get three to four plays in of a game before we review it on the show. We just happen to have had this long enough and have played it often enough because my wife loves this game. I love it. It's just so good. Yeah, I was going to mention, uh, you said this one's more medium weight, but uh, I wouldn't let that anybody get carried away by that because it is so smooth and plays so easily. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a lot lighter than it would seem. It's got the, Yeah, you're right. It's got the like simplicity of a lightweight game to learn and to learn how to maneuver through the game. And then it has that depth there, too. It's got some real depth, but none of it's difficult. Mm-mm. So it's definitely a medium weight game, but if you're only into light games, this could be a good transition. It is uh, very, very Yeah, good. for sure. So designed by Jamie Stegmeyer. Uh, we've got a great interview up with Jamie Stegmeyer on our SoundCloud page, by the way, soundcloud.com slash bags and boards. Jamie Stegmeyer and Alan Stone and uh, published by Stone Meyer Games. So it's just their names mixed together, which I think is kind of cool. Viticulture is a worker placement game about making wine that plays two to six players. We've played two, three, and four players. Mm. Game is split between spring, summer, fall, and winter. The game goes from negative five points based on cards that let you give up victory points to gain bonuses and 25 points. And once someone reaches 20 points, the game ends after the current round, but players can go all the way up to 25 points because points can be scored after the game end is triggered. In the spring, that's the very beginning of each round, players choose their turn order. You pass the first player marker around, but that's just the order you're going to select your turn order in. Yeah. So in the spring, players choose their turn order. The further you go down in turn order, the better bonus you get. So the number one position has no bonus. The number two position is just drawing this card. And then it's all the cards, wine orders, vines. Summer know, and winter visitors. Summer and winter visitors. And then you get a coin. And then uh, let's see, victory there's point. a victory point, and then there's an extra worker. Which is a big... And that's the last one on there, because that's a big deal, getting an extra worker in this game. Very. So you start out with two workers, and then your grande worker, and we'll get into all that. So so in the spring, you choose your turn order, and it gives you bonuses. The game consists of getting vine cards, planting them in the field, harvesting them to make grapes, making wine tokens out of them, and then filling wine orders mm-hmm. to get victory points. So there's also summer and winter visitor cards, which you get during either turn order selection or during the fall season. During the fall season, each player draws one visitor card. That's the whole fall. Uh, these cards give you bonus actions that help you along. So uh, let's let's talk about summer and winter. So during summer and winter, you'll be choosing actions that are available in that season only. So in the summer, it's all about getting vine cards, planting those vine cards, giving tours to earn extra money and building structures. So there are also spots to to be able to play summer visitor cards. So if you're going to play a summer visitor or a winter visitor, you have to actually put your worker in a place that says, play this card. Yeah. So buildings include the different structures you can build. And the structure is a really cool part of it because the meeples are the actual shape of the structure. And you put them on your board and... 
So it looks cool. like you have a little farm by the by the time you're done. Yeah, for sure. And each person has their own personal player board that you do all of your grape tokens and wine tokens and your vines out in the field and your all your structures. The structures are a trellis and irrigation tower uh, to be able to plant certain types of vines. A windmill and a tasting room. Uh, they these do things like uh, give you victory points for planting a vine for the windmill and for giving a tour for the tasting room. So the yoke is just it's really cheap to build the yoke, but it's an extra personal space to harvest uh, that can be done in any season. Mm. And I feel like the yoke is the most unrecognized one. Oh yeah, because no one ever seems to hardly get it. Mm. But it's really valuable to be able to harvest in any season. Especially if you're playing in, I would, I guess it would become more valuable with more players because that spot could be more easily blocked. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, well, I mean, it could, yeah, I think it could be more easily blocked. Even though they add For more sure. player spaces, mm-hmm. I think it still could. Yeah, because especially if you go up to six. Yeah. I mean, there's only three still. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it just gives you the ability to uh, harvest any time of the year. So, I mean. There may be some real reasons to want to harvest in the summer instead of the winter, which is where it usually happens. Mm. So, and then you've got your medium and your large cellars, and these have to be purchased to be able to upgrade your wines past a certain level. There's also a cottage, and the cottage allows you in the fall to draw an extra visitor card. Mm. Now, I believe it allows you to draw a uh, vine card, lets you draw some kind of card. Yeah. I don't remember. No one hardly ever buys the cottage. Yeah, I've never... Bought the cottage either. No, me neither. So during the winter, so that's all your actions during the summer. During the winter, you will be training new workers, harvesting grapes, making wine, and getting and filling wine order cards. This is how it goes. The number of vine cards is the number you put on your grape tokens. So mm-hmm. if you've got a uh, two and a one, a two red on one card, and a one red and a one white on one card. So when you harvest that, you would have put a three red, a token on the three red, and on the one white. So that would be your grapes starting out. You just aggregate so, them together and add uh-huh. in. You might plant in different fields to not have to add the numbers together. So if you wanted multiple reds, plant you plant them in different fields. fields. So at the end of each year, you increase your grape tokens. You can move a red or white token over to make that color wine of the same number. Those tokens increase at the end of the year also. Mm-hmm. To make a blush, you move a red and a white token over together, add the number together, and put that number on the blush, but blush starts in the medium cellar. So you can't do blush until you got the medium cellar. Mm-hmm. To make a sparkling wine, which starts on the large cellar, it's only three numbers sparkling wine, seven, eight, and nine. You move two red and one white token over, add them together and put it on that number. Yeah. So when you fill wine order cards, you get victory points and you move up on a residuals track that pays out at the end of the year. There are three spaces at each action and a two, this is what we were talking about. Yeah. In a two player game, you can only use the first space and a two to four player game or three to four player game you can use the first two spaces. The second space has a bonus action on it that can be used by the first player to place there. When he first started playing, we thought it might be like, if you went there first, you had to grab the one that didn't have a bonus so that the second player got the bonus, but that's not the case. So first person to go there can get the bonus. In the friendly variant, which is what we played in our uh, three-player game, you can only use the bonus space if you're going to get the bonus. Rather than block it. Yeah, you can't block it. Each player also has a grande worker that can be placed anywhere, even spots that are all already taken up. This worker is really important. Mm. So in the first edition of Viticulture, I'm not sure exactly how it was, but each player didn't have a grande worker. Mm. I think the grande worker may have been available on the turn order selection. Okay. Instead of just the extra worker. Okay. So now in the second edition, each player has a grande worker, which is really good because it really makes a big difference. Whether you should use that now to get that action or if that's important enough to go ahead and use that grande worker. I mean, because you've got these plans, right? I'm definitely going to go there. Mm -hmm. But then somebody goes there 
and you go, now nah, I got to use my grande worker. Yeah. Don't want to go there bad enough to use that now, or do I want to save it till later? So, Larry, yes. to me, that's the game. Yeah, so, that's almost, that's everything. It sounds in the a little game. complicated, but it's not. We never even read the rule book of this game. Nope. I've never been able to play a game by just watching a video. Mm. I, I watched uh, Rodney Smith uh, watch it played, his video. Just a real quick overview of the game. And we were going. I mean, it's that easy because it's on the side of the board in the spring. You choose your turn order. Mm-hmm. In the summer, you do these actions. In the fall, you just draw a card. And in the winter, you do these actions. Yeah. And that's it. And then there's an end of year phase. Uh, the visitor cards, I'll say, uh, have actions on them. So in the summer, you can play summer visitor. In the winter, you can play winter visitor. And they just have, give you special actions. And they can be really big. Like, they can make you help you do big moves, you know. That's one of the coolest things about the game, I think, are the visitor cards. So I agree. They can help you, like, where you're, like, down pretty far to, like, really making a big, big move, you yeah. know. There's definitely a, there's a ton of them. I know I haven't seen anywhere close to all of them. And every time I, we played, I always saw new ones. And there's definitely some that are big swings. They can definitely swing the game your your favor. Yeah. And there's cool stuff. Like, I mean, I was behind a, a couple points, and then I had been getting a ton of money, and I didn't really have anything to spend it on. And then all of a sudden drew a card that said pay three for one victory point, and you can go up to three victory points. So, boom, got three victory points. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really cool, but I, I haven't seen one that I thought was unbalanced. I mean yeah. – <clears throat> I've never seen a like a runaway in this game, like any like runaway leader. They're all pretty close. Yeah, for sure. So, Larry, this has got to be one of the smoothest, smoothest games I've ever played. Each action you do feels really thematic mm-hmm. and really makes sense towards the theme of the game, but it's also smooth. I mean, this game is silky, man. It is. It. I don't know that they could have. It's. You know, there's a certain amount of abstraction in any kind of game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just make a game about making wine and actually make wine, but man, this is pretty close. I mean, you're mashing the grapes, you're aging them. At the end of every year, they get a little bit more valuable if you can get the right wine orders to fill. It is so smooth, and yeah. I'll, I'm sure this is, we'll get into a little more later, but beautiful. Yeah, man. Aesthetically I, pleasing I think extreme. I think that's one of the things that really lends to the theme is the art and the components. So mm. when it's not just, oh, now I've got my windmill unlocked, you get to set a windmill there. So your little farm starts becoming a three-dimensional farm yeah. you know it's got i love that the player boards are double-sided one side has every everything labeled so that you'll know what effect it produces but once you get it down you can flip it over the other side's identical but no text so yeah. it, it actually does just look like a little farm yeah and the board's that way too the board's got the blank side too so yeah man like like we said it's a really simple game to learn but it offers a lot of strategy i mean We've played, like I said, seven times, and I haven't gotten bored yet. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot to learn about this game, and I'm getting better and better at it. Yeah. And there's not a lot of games so far that I've wanted to play over and over and over again. There's games that I do want to play over again, but it just never happens. Yeah. This one, we make sure we play this game regularly. Everything is so easy to set up. We're going in just a couple minutes, and then we're like really, really thinking about it and just really putting our brain some brain power into it but all the like mechanisms are so simple yeah i it's mean easy to understand but it, yet at the same time offers you enough choice to really diversify strategy and added with the visitor cards makes it really flexible yeah me? for sure um you know doing things in the right order and being efficient with your workers is really key one of the things that can happen in this game is forgetting that especially in the first round that your workers have to be used in the summer and the winter yeah 
and using up all your workers in the summer, and then we get to the winter, and you go, I don't have any more workers. I'm kind you of know stuck. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you got to really decide. One of the things in this game, it's hard to get. You've got this tendency that you want to keep drawing wine order cards until you get something that looks like what you've got on your board that you could fill. Yeah. You really can't work that way. Yeah. You've got to draw a wine order card and start working towards that wine order card. I think that was my mistake in our last game. I, I, oh, you had a lot of wine order cards in your hand. Well, I just kept getting ones that had that sparkling on yeah, it, and I knew sure. that I, I knew I was too far away from getting my large seller to, uh, to probably get there before y'all, one of y'all hit twenty. So. Yeah, and I mean, it took me quite a few plays to figure that out. Like, draw two wine order cards early, and then, and then just start them. working towards them. But, you know, one of the coolest things I found about this game is, I mean, people talk about multiple paths to victory a lot in board games. Mm -hmm. This game absolutely has that. Because the last two games, not the last two, but a game I played with you and then the last game we played, I, like, almost challenged myself, like, win this game without wine orders. Filled one wine order each time and won both games. Yeah. Just by building the windmill, building the tasting room, and using visitor cards to score points. Mm -hmm. So and I was tours. scoring, yeah, giving a tour with a tasting room, planting vines just to plant vines, and yeah. like, and then getting points off of cards. And this last time, uh, what helped me was the patronage, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah. But man, there are a lot of ways to win this game. No one wine order. I mean, that's the like end goal of the game. And I did did it once. You know, like other people are filling two, three, four of those wine order cards. But I mean. I just you don't have to no you don't have to at all I mean because you only got to get to 20 points mm -hmm. and I mean also grabbing that extra point in the turn order selection so you grab that then you you know give a tour plant a vine yeah. grab that give a tour plant a vine and then hopefully do that a few times and have a couple of cards like that one where you pay three to get a point mm -hmm. get a couple of cards like that and I mean you can you can take this game without really doing the main point of the game yeah. so I mean it's a really cool game. It offers a ton of stuff, but like I said, we learned it off of a video, and that's the first game I've ever done that with. Yeah, I, I really like a lot of the visitor cards will say one of two things. They'll, well, not all of them, but a lot of them say they'll have three things listed and say pick two. Yeah, that's kind of cool, too. And they'll have ors, like yeah. do this or do this. Uh -huh. And those decisions can really change. You know, one card could really be terrible for you at one point in the game, and then a couple turns later you could use it you know very well and i think that's really cool making people make decisions and making them feel important is definitely important in a game and this one makes makes it very fun to yeah do. for sure i mean in this game there's you know i think that's one of the best things that board game like you said one of the best things board games can do especially good euro games is make people make those decisions in this game i mean as simple as this game is and as beautiful and like simply elegant looking as it is those decisions start getting really tense Especially, I think the key to this game is the split between summer and winter. Mm. I think that's the like genius of this game. Yeah. Like making hard, hard decisions, saying, I really, really want to do all of this stuff in the summer, mm -hmm. but there's still all that stuff I need to do over there. So I feel like in this game, you're constantly giving things up mm. to do other, other actions, and it can create some really great tense moments within your own gameplay very and there's a lot of interaction in the game i mean you're not really doing stuff to each other sometimes you can with cards you yeah. know there's a few cards that'll say like all players can do this and you get this for every player who does uh-huh um, but the interaction really comes in selecting your turn order like do i really want to go first and then inadvertently blocking people so you got to like change your strategy on the fly i mean you can't have two create you can have 
goals that you're strategizing towards, sometimes you got to change your plan to get there. I mean, yeah. sometimes you got to go, I'm just going to draw some visitor cards and hopefully it'll give me something that I can use to get where I need to go. Yeah. Larrett, big time recommend for sure for me, man. I love this game. I do too. I mean, it's quickly becoming one of my absolute favorites to the point where I think this could eventually become like a favorite, favorite game. Definitely. Viticulture, fantastic game. Mm. Go get Viticulture. So if you can find the first edition, uh, there's a little rule set out there that'll help update the rules. I don't know where you could get the Grande workers, but you can use something for those Grande workers. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a rat and stuff that yeah. changed that. Uh-huh. The uh, expansion came with a rule set or a few cards that had rule changes on them. It was in there for... No, what it was is there was a space in the expansion that had pieces to be able to change your first edition into a second edition oh, nice. version. So I bet you could get them on their website, mm-hmm. but you could just email Stonemeyer games and say, Hey, I really want to change this. Can I buy it? You know, they may just send it to you. Who knows if you've already purchased the game. Yeah. But, uh, if you can find the second edition, even better. I mean, I know it came out on Kickstarter. I think it's out in the stores, but it's a big square box. They're kind of strange sized boxes, right? Yeah, it is a little bit. And the expansion's even heavier. Yeah. Than the, and they're the same size, but, it okay, is, uh, so Viticulture, great, great game. Yes.